98K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines, Britain's longest-serving monarch, Queen Elizabeth, has died at the age of 96, with Buckingham Palace saying she died peacefully at Balmoral Castle. The U.S. consulate says Americans should reconsider transiting through Hong Kong airport when travelling, and North Korea has passed a law declaring itself a nuclear state. Tributes from around the world have been paid to Britain's longest-serving monarch, Queen Elizabeth, who died at the age of 96. President Xi Jinping has offered sincere sympathies to Britain. The Russian leader, Vladimir Putin, said the Queen had rightly enjoyed the love and respect of her subjects. The Eiffel Tower in Paris went dark at the stroke of midnight, and in Washington, flags flew at half-mast, as President Biden described her as a stateswoman of unmatched dignity and constancy. I just stopped by the British Embassy to sign the condolence book in her honor. I had the opportunity to meet her before she passed, and she was an incredibly gracious and decent woman. And the thoughts and prayers of the American people are with the people of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth in their grief. Buckingham Palace has said the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral Castle in Scotland. Senior members of the royal family, including all four of her children, had gone there after the release of a rare official statement saying that doctors were concerned for her health. The BBC's Lorna Gordon reports from the estate. Balmoral has been described as the place where the Queen felt most at home. Surrounded by hills and heather, its seclusion affording privacy to a monarch whose life was lived in the public eye. One of those who'd gathered to pay their respects outside the castle gates remarked that they hoped it was some comfort to the Queen's family that she got to spend her last days in the place she loved so much. There are now a growing number of flowers and messages. The card on one said it was dedicated to a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, our Queen. The note of condolence ended with the words, Your job here is done. Rest easy. Britain's new Prime Minister Liz Truss, who's been in office since Tuesday, described the Queen as the rock on which modern Britain was built. Speaking in Downing Street, she said the monarch had been the very spirit of the country and that spirit would endure. All six living former Prime Ministers have sent their condolences, including John Major. I suppose if she had had to choose, she would have been happy being a countrywoman with her dogs and her horses, with a love of our remarkable armed forces. But she was queen, and she understood the duties that that required and the example that needed to be set. And it would be difficult for anyone to say that she didn't perform that role in an exemplary manner. Crowds remained outside Buckingham Palace well into the night in spite of sporadic heavy rain. Many people left flowers or lit candles outside the gates. Drivers of London's famous black taxis lined the road leading to the palace in tribute. These people were among the crowds. I thought she was fantastic, a role model for everybody and never put a foot wrong, did she? I mean, I think people have complicated thoughts about the royal family and empires and things like that. I think that's okay, but she's been leader of this country for so many decades. It's really more, longer than a lot of people have been alive, so it's a very sad day. Yeah, I can't really believe it, to be honest. It's one of the things you never believe is going to happen. It's quite upsetting, really. Here in Hong Kong, people have been laying flowers outside the British consulate, paying tribute to the late monarch. Mr. Yu was one of them. Her reign has been so long and she's achieved so much. You know, I think for me personally, it's just a, 
sadness to, to hear of, of, of passing, but also I think it's touching to see how people around the world sort of reflect and, and look back on her life. And then I suppose also just the degree of, I don't want to say uh, anxiety, but you know, how does the, the royal family continue from here now with obviously King Charles III, and he's got very big shoes to fill. Uh, in place of his his mother and i suppose also just the realization that to have been alive in the period where there was a queen is fortunate because obviously that it's not likely there will be an, another queen for for some time the u.s consulate general in hong kong and macau has urged american citizens to reconsider transiting at the hong kong airport they said they face the risk of being sent to quarantine facilities if they show covid symptoms in a health alert the consulate said if passengers have a high temperature they will be pulled out of transit and sent for covid testing it claimed there have been several cases where transit passengers have been denied boarding for their next flight at hong kong international airport the consulate advised americans to avoid avoid booking flights that connect here if other options are available. A pediatric specialist has repeated calls for parents to get their children vac- fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Mike Kwan, a pediatrics, pediatrics professor at the University of Hong Kong, described the government as having kind and good intentions in extending the vaccine pass to children as young as five. Fully vaccinated people must use the pass to enter certain venues, such as restaurants, gyms and shopping malls. Professor Kwan told RTHK that it was important to push for young children to be fully vaccinated vaccinated as the fifth COVID wave had seen a large number of youngsters hospitalized with COVID and related illnesses. At the present moment, the fifth wave of the Omicron is upsurging and in hospital we are seeing more and more cases of the COVID-19, especially in children. I mentioned before in multiple media channels that we are seeing many cases of, for example, the coups and also the febrile commotions and also some unfortunate cases of the encephalitis in children. So I really consider that children need to get their COVID vaccine doses quickly, especially to have the full doses of the vaccine to have the adequate protections. Housing Secretary Winnie Ho has called on the construction sector to prioritize safety following the fatal crane accident on Wednesday. In a social media post, Ms. Ho said everyone who worked at the construction sites, whatever their position, was responsible to make the environment safe. She added that inspections couldn't be done in a careless manner as the safety of workers and their families' happiness depended on them. North Korea's state agency says the National Assembly has passed a law officially declaring the country to be a nuclear-armed state. The North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, is quoted as saying that there would be no negotiations on denuclearization. Here's the BBC's Jean McKenzie. The North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, says this law makes the country's nuclear status irreversible and means there can be no bargaining over its nuclear weapons. For years, the United States and South Korea have been trying to get the North back to the negotiating table to discuss denuclearization. With this law, North Korea appears to be ruling out any possibility of that happening. Intelligence suggests the country is ready to test its first nuclear weapon in five years. The United States has announced two billion U.S. dollars in loans and grants for Ukraine and neighboring countries to spend on American military equipment. The move was revealed as the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken made a surprise visit to Kiev. A conference is also taking place in Germany, where America's Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced a further six hundred and seventy-five million dollars worth of direct military aid for Ukraine. 
Now we're seeing the demonstrable success of our common efforts on the battlefield. And every day we see the resolve of the allies and partners worldwide who are helping Ukraine resist Russia's illegal, imperial, and indefensible war of conquest. And we must evolve as the fight evolves. Former President Donald Trump's longtime ally Steve Bannon has pleaded not guilty to duping donors who gave money to build a wall on the U.S. southern border, a state-level reboot of a federal case that ended with a presidential pardon last year. Mr. Bannon, who's 68, was released without bail after his arraignment on charges including money laundering, conspiracy and fraud related to the We Build the Wall campaign. He is the second person pardoned by Mr. Trump and later charged by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office for the same alleged conduct. Speaking to reporters, Mr. Bannon did not address the charges, but standing next to him, his defense attorney, David Schoen, said the case was a political move. They chose to make Mr. Bannon the centerpiece. We respectfully suggest that there are political reasons behind that um, in all likelihood. Uh, It's not coincidental that Mr. Bannon is now being targeted um, again shortly before the midterm elections, consistent with the time he was indicted relative to the 2020 election uh, last time around. The theory of prosecution appears to now focus on Mr. Bannon without any new facts in the case. Mr. Bannon is intending to fight these charges all the way through. He's not guilty of anything that he's charged with or with any of any crime. NASA is eyeing a late September for their next launch attempt for their new moon rocket. Jim Free, NASA Associate Administrator for Exploration Systems Development, said the agency had requested launch dates of September the 23rd and 27th for the Artemis 1 mission after technical problems scrubbed two earlier launch attempts. Mr. Free said the revised schedule is to reflect upcoming work to remove and replace seals on two liquid hydrogen lines that connect to the SLS core stage and then perform a tanking test to confirm that the repairs eliminated leaks seen during the two earlier launch attempts. We'll hold to those two dates. We'll continue to work with our um, great partner in the range um, as they evaluate the the realism and and feasibility of our uh, waiver request. And certainly if they decide that is not the right thing to do, we obviously will support that and and stand down and and look um, for our next launch attempt. but we, we still will press with the tanking test. The European Central Bank has raised its key interest rates by an unprecedented three-quarters of a percentage point in a move to fight inflation. It also signaled further hikes, even though the bloc's economy seems to be heading for a winter recession. Robert Kemp reports. With inflation at a half-century high and approaching double digits, European policymakers are worried that rapid price growth might become entrenched, sparking a wage price spiral. Following up on its July rate hike, the European Central Bank raised its deposit rate to 0.75% from zero and lifted its main refinancing rate to 1.25%, the highest level since 2011. Further moves are anticipated in October and December. Policymakers had for weeks oscillated between a 50 and a 75 basis point increase, but another jump in both headline and underlying inflation appears to have settled the debate. And the ECB raised its inflation projections once again. It lifted the 2023 outlook to 5.5% from 3.5% and put the 2024 rate at 2.3%, which is still above its 2% target. 
Currencies: the U.S. dollar is trading at 142.72 yen. The euro stands at just over one dollar U.S. and the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and one cent. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,345, 490 points up on the previous close. Sport now, and Manchester United led English football's tributes to Queen Elizabeth before their one-nil defeat against Real Sociedad in the Europa League. Players of United, West Ham, and Arsenal, the Premier League teams in European action last night, all wore black armbands after the Queen died earlier in the day. United and West Ham both held a minute of silence prior to their games at Old Trafford and London Stadium. "God Save the Queen" was sang by West Ham fans during their team's 3-1 win against Romanian side FCSB in the Europa Conference League. The Queen's death was announced after Arsenal had already kicked off their. Europa League match at FC Zurich. The Gunners held a minute's silence before the start of second half, and they went on to win 2-1. The Cincinnati Bengals, last season's Super Bowl finalists, will open at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, while the Baltimore Ravens begin their new season with a healthy Lamar Jackson in their lineup. They visit the New York Jets. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says Jackson's return makes the Ravens the team to watch. In the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens are going to go from worst to first every year. The NFL seems to produce at least one team that goes from worst to first. Last year, remember, it was the Bengals. They got to the Super Bowl, in fact. And this year, I think it's really going to come with the AFC North and Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, who missed five games. Last year, the injury, he's back, and I think that that's going to be uh, uh, that the Ravens are going to be tough. Also, in the AFC West, it could be the first division in NFL history where every team posts a winning record. The Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders think they have a very good chance to do that. And a final stat to consider: the past two Super Bowls have been won by a quarterback in their first year with a new team. Tom Brady with Tampa Bay two years ago. Last year, Matt Stafford with the Los Angeles Rams. And could it possibly be Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and the Denver Broncos for a third consecutive year? I don't think so, but it's something to consider. <laughs> Hong Kong's men's sevens team are in action this weekend at the Rugby World Cup sevens in Cape Town. Russ Webb and Seb Bryan will serve as co-captains for Hong Kong's eighth appearance at the World Cup, two of which were hosted here in 1997 and 2005. To the weather forecast: fine and dry, very hot this afternoon. Moderate east to northeasterly winds. The outlook: sunny periods and a few showers on Mid-Autumn Festival and the following few days. Fine, very hot and dry in the middle and latter part. Of next week, it's now 33 degrees with the humidity at 44 percent. To end the news, the top stories once again: Britain's longest-serving monarch, Queen Elizabeth, has died at the age of 96. The U.S. consulate says Americans should reconsider transiting through Hong Kong Airport when traveling, and North Korea has passed a law declaring itself a nuclear state. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio Three. Like pebbles on a beach, kicked around, displaced by feet. Oh, like broken stones, you're out trying to get home. Like a loser's reach, too slow and short to hit the peaks. 
Radio 3 with some broken stones from 1995 into our extra bit. First sports and all of The Brew with Danny Hicks coming up in about eight or so minutes. With all the week's news, obviously some things are going to be changing this weekend sport-wise, but he's got his usual football, Turkle being sacked at Chelsea Premier League F1. We've got the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. Uh, tennis, US Women's Open semi-finals this morning. And that, as Danny says, will do us nicely. Love to hear from you. As always, we'll be on Facebook Live, which is the perfect place to share your expertise. Just after 25 past one, I think. Exactly! 